to Guitar Goddess Radio with Azina only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Azina here and today we've got an incredible show for you. We have Katie Ferrara in the studio who's a singer-songwriter with an extraordinary journey and amazing stories to tell. She started off in busking on the streets of LA and her first big gig, listen to this, her first big gig was at the Hollywood Bowl. Hello? Yeah, Hollywood Bowl playing with uh, Barbara Streisand, and she sang along with uh, Barbara Streisand, Anne Hathaway, and Joss Groban. And she also was flown to New Zealand to perform after being one of the winners of the Toyota Feeling the Street competition. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Wow, what an incredible, like, I, I can't wait to dig in. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're starting it right. You're starting off at the Hollywood Bowl. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah, so I um I actually just um put that in my my bio because um I I submitted it to a, a magazine and um I just I thought of it because when I was seventeen I I had um I was in my choir and uh, my it was part of my choir we were asked to sing uh, for um, Stephen Sondheim's it was his seventy uh, fifth birthday mm. and they had all sorts of celebrities there Barbara Streisand Anne Hathaway Josh Groban and so my I choir we were asked to to sing on stage in front of like there's like 10,000 people oh my gosh oh my gosh what a way to start your career I mean you were busking on the street in LA but (laughs) and and I want to talk a little bit about that yeah you know because you've done in just this short amount of time in your career you've kind of gone where most people it takes them years to to achieve so tell me how did you start busking on the street and how did that lead to the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the the Hollywood Bowl that was actually before. I it was before. Yeah, it was when I oh was my 17. god! Okay, yeah. so so it's backwards. So yeah. you started at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> and then you went to the street. That's yeah. just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. That was like the first big gig I, I I had music, and then I I went to college. I I didn't think I would do music. I mean, really? I, I studied psychology, and I thought. You know, I'm you need that in this business. <laughs> you do need it in the business. Um, but while I was at college, I, I started um, you know learning guitar and writing songs, and I just I loved singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always told like, well, you need to get a real job. You can't like do music for a living. You're not going to be able to, you know, make a living doing it. And um, I just I don't know. I just I kept doing it because I I like had a lot of fun writing, and yeah. I would um, after I, I graduated I. I went to England and I, I lived there for a couple of years um, and I met a producer and we worked on my music um, and then I, I started thinking like, hey, I could um, I could do this, you know, I, I recorded my original music and I started playing in venues, um, but nobody would show up. <laughs> oh, the trouble in the beginning. I would get like five <laughs> people showing up and, and like, and I came back to LA and I, I played in places like House of Blues, I played in like the Key Club and, um, you know, like... The places on the Sunset Strip. Mm-hmm. I played uh, Silver Lake Lounge, and you know, it was just—it was hard to get people out. And I felt like, well, I felt embarrassed calling myself a musician because, like, I wasn't making money mm-hmm. doing 
what I loved and I had like these songs and nobody was listening to them. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I kind of just, I was about to quit and then I thought, you know, I should, I should do something differently. Where can I go uh, where I'm going to be heard? And I saw some people playing out in the Santa Monica promenade and I thought I could do that. Mm -hmm. I could, I could go out there. So um, I made a new year's resolution. This was like in 2014. I was like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to start from January 1st, just busk on a Santa Monica promenade. And, uh, the first time I did it, I made a hundred dollars and that's awesome. I was like, Whoa, this is so <laughs> cool. This is the most money I've made from my music. It's <laughs> great. It's great. So yeah, I kept doing it yeah. and, um, I just, I just thought, okay, well, this is one way where I can, um, share my music with people and feel appreciated. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I stopped doing like the shows on the sunset strip. I stopped like selling tickets mm-hmm. to promoters. Like, I, I think that's like a, a big deal in LA where, where, you know, you have a lot of like songwriters that really just want to play, but they don't really know, um, how to start or, um, where to build a fan base. Mm-hmm. And so, you get promoters are like, Oh, I'll help promote you. But they don't actually do that. You actually do all the promoting and then they pocket all the money. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Sell all the tickets. You, if you sell 50 tickets, we'll give you 15 minutes on the stage. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is so great. (laughs) It's a privilege to play in some of these venues. Right. Oh my, well, and then they throw your gear on the street afterwards. I'll never forget (laughs) that at the whiskey. I played this to a packed house and then I'm looking for all my gear and it's on the sidewalk. Oh my God. Like, okay, this is how you operate. I I'm done with the strip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we love the whiskey, but you know, if you're not a star, you know, you need to, you know, you have to pay your dues, and <laughs> and your gear will be on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So, busking. How many days a week did you do that? Were you out there like every day? Did you set hours? How does that work? You know, I'm I'm doing it less and less to be honest. Okay, um, okay. I'm kind of like moving on to like more gigs and like um i play in like a lot of hotels and and Mm -hmm. restaurants and doing collaborations like co-writes but i still go out in the street and when i first started i would go out um you know four or five days a week i treated it like a a full-time job oh that's awesome i go out to the promenade um i'd set up i go um like either in the morning or um like like on the weekend there's like specific times of day to go like that are good like i would find that like sunday mornings were good um or like Thursday, Friday evenings, um, anytime where like people are getting off work mm-hmm. and I would do, uh, two sets, the slots on the promenade are, um, they're two hours long. Okay. And so you have to show up like 15 minutes before you start and it's like first come first serve. So if you, oh, interesting. um, don't get there in time, like somebody else could just take the spot. Um, so you after you finish your two hour set you have to move 150 feet away from uh where you first set up Uh um and there's designated spots to give you a map when you when you get your permit to play out there they give you a map where you can set up and play um you can also play on the pier so like i was doing that a lot last year i i I first started with the promenade and then i went to the pier um and then i i started going to different places in la like i noticed that uh you know, there's a, a lot of people playing out on the promenade, I, I think because it's very touristy mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of foot traffic there. But, um, you know, I, I started going to different farmers markets in L.A., like the Topanga Vintage Market, uh, Melrose Trading Post, um, like uh, Altadena, uh, Monrovia. Um, I just I don't know. I, I did a lot of research online. I was yeah. like, where, where, where else can I, I busk in L.A.? Um, 
that's different from the promenade. And so I, I, I still do this. I, I kind of book it in advance. I, I tell the market manager, like, hey, can I uh, play on this specific date? And, um, yeah, treat it like – I treat it like a job, basically. I, I love that. I have my hours, and I, I, I play for – you know, a spe- specific amount of time. I, I take the time to drive to the gig. Um, it kind of, like, busking for me kind of uh, set up um, a way for me to become, like, like an independent, um, I guess, contractor, independent, like, uh, entertainer, where, like, I, I had a certain amount of hours I would work a day, and I'd figure out what my expenses were, and, like, I'd have a strategy. I'd be like, okay, I'm going to sell um, this amount of CDs a day or make this amount of, of tips and I'll stay in one spot until I make a certain amount of money. Uh, that's, that's kind of like how I treated it. But yeah, I, I, I started out doing, you know, four or five days. Um, and then I just, from, from busking, I started getting booked for like better gigs, Mm. um, booked for private events, uh, just corporate events as well. You know, people passing by, um, on the promenade or, or at these markets, they'll, they'll see me and they'll say, Hey, do you want to play for, um, my kid's birthday party? Mm. And that's just like an, another way to get to know people and get your name out there. Um, so yeah, I, I, I just, I do a lot of private events now <laughs> actually. And I love that yeah. because you know, you don't really think about that as you're walking along the promenade and I have to say there's incredible music that you hear on the promenade or, you know, you hear downtown now as well, because I've been going down there lately, you hear these amazing musicians, but you never think about the end game, that this could turn into something bigger. Yeah. So you're really like promoting yourself. You're getting paid to promote yourself. Yeah. And, you know, people are hearing your music and buying it. And and that's just really great. Yeah. And I love that not only have you done this, but you also wrote a book about it, Stories from the Street, which (laughs) is (laughs) available. You guys need to check this out. You know, where you talk about, like, you know, what you learned on the street and, you know, how other people can can do this as well yeah you know so what made you decide to to do the book was it just to share was it just um uh a little bit of all of the above okay so originally i i did a kickstarter um for my my ep dream catcher okay um and one of the rewards was like a 10 page uh storybook just you know for one of my my fans um that had had donated towards the making of the cd and I sat down at my computer one day and I just started writing and I, I just couldn't stop writing. I, <laughs> I had so it. much to it. say. And so I, I was like, oh, this is 20 pages long, 30 pa- Oh, wow, there's like 60 pages here. <laughs> and then 80 pages. And then I had like all these pictures and I thought, you know, I should I should share this with people because I, I feel like this could be like really inspiring mm-hmm. and really helpful to other people. Um, and I, I was always, I thought about writing a book, like a how-to for like street performance and mm-hmm. busking, but I, I feel like everybody's experience is different. And I, I thought what was really valuable is just sharing my specific experiences um, and what I, I learned from that. Um, because it's not just about like the type of gear that you should buy. Mm-hmm. It's not just about, you know, strategies to make the most amount of money. Like for me, like I learned a lot um, about just like how to be a good person, you know, yeah. how to, um, you know, make connections with people. And, you know, like some of the things like there's, I put a story in there about, um, I was in Burbank and, um, there was a woman that came by and, and she was homeless and she was like, Oh, she put money in my, my bucket. And I, I felt like, I felt bad because I was like, well, 
she doesn't have any money. Why is she giving me money when she doesn't have anything? And I just felt like, okay, she wanted to thank me because she was able to get to sleep at night. She couldn't sleep at all. And that all I had to do was sing. Like I, I gave her the money back. I said, you need this more than me. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't take this from you. And, and the next day she put the money back in my <laughs> pocket. <laughs> She's like, no, take this, you know? And it made me think, you know, it, I, it, sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes people just really want to have a connection. They really just want to feel loved. And for her, like when she heard me singing, like she just felt like just she could go to sleep and felt like safe and like a place where she could just, you know, feel safe. Um, so I, I, I put that in there, the the other stuff that I've learned, um, about music, you know, just standing up for yourself. I think like, you know, as a, a female musician or just, you know, as a musician in general, um, we get walked over a lot Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, like I was mentioning before, like the promoters in the clubs, Mm -hmm. like making, making musicians feel like, you know, it's a privilege to play in their clubs. You know, you have to know um when is a good deal and when one isn't and you have to know what you want um and i think it's it's really important um like to know you know sometimes you're going to have gigs where it's you're not going to get paid but then there's other um perks that you get out of it like you know you're going to meet important people Mm -hmm. or maybe there's photos or video content or maybe there's an opportunity to collaborate like like open mics for example like i i know a lot of people go to open mics and sometimes they treat it like a like a talent show like right, who's the right. best person exactly <laughs> and really like the point of an open mic is to like network with all the people right. around you um maybe you want to write from that um but like st- stuff like that I, I put in the book um the i had an experience at a market where like i i thought i couldn't play there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i showed up like it was funny because there was i was playing at the kaiser permanente farmers market and um one of the vendors was like oh you should play at the hollywood farmers market they would really like you over there and so i show up and i talk to the market manager and she's like no you can't you can't play and i had brought all my stuff with oh. me i I brought this cart full of like all my gear, mm-hmm. dragged it along. She just says, no, no amplification. And we already have performers. And I'm just like, okay, I'm going to get in my car and go home. <laughs> 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 and then I, I just, I don't know. I, I kind of just thought, no, I'll just find a spot and just act like I know what I'm doing and, and just set up. And I, I just, I like talked to the, the guy, this guy like sells carrots. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) He sells like vegetables. And I was, I talked, his name is Eddie. And I was like, Eddie, she won't let me play. And, and he's like, no, you should just set up in that spot over there Uh and just play. And I'm like, okay. So I, I set up and, and she walks by and she's like, oh yeah, you sound really good. (laughs) And I'm like, (laughs) wait, what were you thinking? no and now you're like applauding and putting money in my bucket i know (laughs) so then it becomes more than just like playing the music i think i feel like that experience for me was about standing up for myself and you know me writing about that in that book like i hope that like inspires other people like if you ever get in a situation where you're like told that you can't play or you're told that you can't do something there's always a way around it you know 
There's always Absolutely. a way around it. There's always another solution. And I, I feel like, you know, the, the book is about like, you know, really like going for your dreams and not giving up and finding a way just to like, share, like when I started playing out in the street, like I really just wanted to sing. I just mm. wanted a place where I could share my music and um, be heard by people. And um, that's why I, I kept doing it. And I, I think that, you know, people people will read this or people people come up to me and they're like okay so i should street perform like i i tell them like well no like you need to find like your own path and i right. i think that's so important in the music industry today um finding things that you're passionate about and finding places where there's a need for music mm-hmm. like i started on the promenade but i was like there's so many performers here like why should i yeah why should i be just one out of all these different people where are there places in la that really need music and so i you know i think about what about schools like mm-hmm. what about um you know com- like communities where there's events but there's no music there you know like these right. street fairs and markets what about um you know community center like there's just old folks homes you know right. like it, right it's endless it's endless you know and and you're just touching on such a great point because yeah. a lot of people, you know, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, I can't find any gigs. And I'm like, there's gigs everywhere. There's gigs everywhere. Mm-hmm. You, you know, there's a gig here. There's a gig over on the corner. There's a gig. Like you said, there's so many different events. There's, you know, wine tastings. There's art galleries. Yeah. There's, art gallery, yeah. you know, private events. There's, you know, alumni clubs. There's, you know, it's endless. So if you want to perform you know like katie's saying like just find your your path and go for it because there's so many avenues yeah and thank you so much for writing this book this is so (laughs) great this is so great and i just love the image on it as well Uh, you guys you got to go get it it's tell us the link where we can get the book it's lulu um it's lulu.com slash spotlight slash stories from the street so lulu.com is uh, a distributor they they publish um independent uh, authors um they're kind of like the cd baby of um yes of authors (laughs) (laughs) like i come from like a music world and so when i found out about that website i was like oh that's so cool i didn't know that like you you didn't i don't have a publisher like i Mm. self-published that book through beautiful their website so they're um, distributing my book. If you'd like a copy, again, that's um, uh, lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, slash spotlight, slash stories from the streets. And there's two different copies of the book. There's um, a color copy and then a black and white one. Um, the color one's a little bit more money because it's, it's <laughs> more to print. And there's also an ebook. So if you don't Ooh, have nice. a lot of money, you know, an ebook's only 10 bucks and you can read that on your iPhone. Exactly. And if you guys sign up on guitargoddess.com in our newsletter, we are going to be giving one away. So make sure you sign up uh, on our newsletter and you can get a chance to win one. But if you don't win it, make sure you go and buy it. This is really awesome and you should have it. It just has such great information. Now, I want to switch to your music. Yeah. You have a new project. It's called Dreamcatcher. And we're going to hear one of the songs right now from Dreamcatcher. We're going to hear... Uh, jackets tell us a little bit about that song so jackets uh is a song i actually started it uh when i was in college and i brought it back um recently uh when i was making the cd because i've I've written so many songs and i i I just thought like actually this is a, a good song i really like the guitar hook on it um and i i like the concept behind it like i i was in a situation where I had to choose between, you know, being in a relationship and going for my my career and it kind of 
it's kind of about that conflict. Um, and, you know, I, I just, I don't know. I, I, I think you guys will like it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So we are about to listen to Jackets. Yeah. That was like I love it. It's like I just saw myself like cruising down like, <laughs> PCH and like wind in my hair. 
<laughs> I love it. Thank That's you. Great. And I love the the lyrics as well. Thank you. Yeah, it's very personal. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you don't think about an article of clothing. It's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna keep your jacket, just all the energy of that. Yeah. Ooh. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about um, music business. Yeah. You know, marketing yourself as an independent artist. We talked about, you know, busking. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about open mics and things. What are some other things that you do to promote yourself? Are you using social media? And how has that affected your fan base growing? What have you? Yeah, I, um, I'm quite a, a avid user of, <laughs> of social media. <laughs> I'm, I'm on Facebook all the time. I'm on yeah. Instagram. Um, I'm on YouTube. Um, uh, Periscope. Um, I use my email list a lot. Mm -hmm. um, I I really like using social media to uh, tell my story. Mm -hmm. um, I think like there's a downside to like I I love being on it, but I hate it because I like I want to have a life. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and part of myself is like, okay, I just tell myself you know you, you need to post once a day, and here are mm -hmm. the things that you need to post, and then you get it done and um, you do it. And I, I just, I love having the uh, ability to, um, control like who I connect with mm -hmm. and, and, you know, because I'm not with a label, like mm -hmm. I'm able to promote myself and really reach, um, the audiences that, uh, I'd like to connect with. Like nobody's telling me like, nobody's in charge of my music. Right. I am. Um, so, you know, I like Instagram because I can post like where I played that day or what I'm doing. Like today I just posted, I'm like, I'm on LA Talk yeah, Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's awesome>. And <laughs> then everybody gets updated who's following me. Um, and then I, I really like, um, you know, Facebook and Periscope because you can live stream mm -hmm. on there. Um, and the live streaming, it, it really helps connect with fans on a more like personal level. Because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, opposed to a picture, uh, like people can ask you questions. Like you can play music, you can play like... Um, you know, concerts online for people. Mm -hmm. um, YouTube's also really great uh, for just you know if you're you're booking shows. Mm -hmm. um, something I've noticed is is if you you know put your videos up that uh, show samples of, of what you can do for uh, a performance. You know, uh, it, or it's also a really great way just to put your record record up and have people listen. Spotify as mm -hmm. well. I mean, there's there's so many uh, avenues that I I like using on social media um but I, i'd also don't want to forget like my email list like, yes um that's key you know a lot of people <laughs> think that um you know your social media is the most important thing and it's actually pretty funny because i i have i don't know if you know ari herstan yes of course yeah ari herstan <laughs> has this this book yes. um how to make it a new music business uh -huh. and i i love his book um and he says uh that actually your your social media uh the fans on social media you're, it's like you're renting yes. but like if you c have somebody's email address you own them <laughs> <laughs> it's true you know i always say about social media social media to me is like dating you know it's it's like you know swipe left swipe right you know but then when someone gets on your list yeah. you know then you're actually in a relationship whereas yeah. on social it's kind of out there yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny because um you know there's a lot of people who follow on social media yes. but they might not actually like what you're doing they're exactly. just trying to see what you're up to <laughs> whereas if someone like subscribes to your email list it's like they they want to know they want to come to your shows yes. they want to buy 
whatever you're offering to them. You know, I, I think that's another thing that I, I wasn't very good at before was just, you know, my newsletters. I mm -hmm. would just, I would send them out, but like people wouldn't read them because I didn't have anything interesting to say. So I, I think, you know, once you have somebody's email, you know, do something different that you're not doing on the social media, send them something and send them something for free. You know, Absolutely. That's, that's always good. Um, so yeah, I, I, I say more, more than social media, like focus on your email list. Amen. I've been preaching that for years. Like yeah. your email list is your ATM machine. <laughs> you know, it's your, you know, those are the people who are really interested, you know, they're going to follow you around and, and want to partake in, in your journey. So that's yeah. pretty cool. And have you found that you've gotten a lot of people from social onto your newsletter list, or are you finding that more people sign up to your newsletter list when you're performing? Uh, from performances, um, but also from live streams or anytime I sell something online, mm -hmm. that's an opportunity for someone to sign up. Um, like, you know, if, if people buy your CD off your website mm -hmm. and they purchase it like on PayPal, for example, like the person has an email address, you just send them an email, say, hey, would you like to be added to my email address? And I, I think also like that one-to-one -one connection is really important. Absolutely. Instead of like, there's a lot of companies out there that will spam you with oh, right? material once you buy something from them. I think it's really important just to like, you know, follow up with people mm -hmm. or, or like say somebody does add you on, on social media, like just th those one-to-one -one messages of, hey, thanks for following me uh nice to meet you um here's some free music or here's like a sticker or something right, right. you know just to say thank you i th i think you know people really value uh that one-to-one -one connection because they're not just like another email that Listening to Guitar Goddess Radio with Azina only on LA Talk Radio. Hello, hello, hello. Azina here, and today we've got an incredible show for you. We have Katie Ferrara in the studio, who's a singer songwriter with an extraordinary journey and amazing stories to tell. She started off in bus busking on the streets of LA, and her first big gig, listen to this, her first big gig was at the Hollywood Bowl. Hello? Yeah, Hollywood Bowl playing with uh, Barbara Streisand, and she sang along with uh, Barbara Streisand, Anne Hathaway, and Joss Groban. And she also was flown to New Zealand to perform after being one of the winners of the Toyota Feeling the Street competition. Katie, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you. Wow, what an incredible, like, I, I can't wait to dig in. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're starting it right. You're starting off at the Hollywood Bowl. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah, so I um I actually just um put that in my my bio because um I I submitted it to a, a magazine and um I just I thought of it because when I was seventeen I I had um I was in my choir and uh, my it was part of my choir we were asked to sing uh, for um, Stephen Sondheim's it was his seventy uh, fifth birthday mm. and they had all sorts of celebrities there Barbara Streisand Anne Hathaway Josh Groban and so my 
I choir, we were asked to to sing on stage in front of like there's like ten thousand people. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! <laughs> what a way to start your career. Yeah. I mean, you were busking on the street in L.A., but <laughs> and and I want to talk a little bit about that. Yeah. You know, because you've done in just this short amount of time in your career, you've kind of gone where most people it takes them years to to achieve. So tell me, how did you start busking on the street? And how did that lead to the Hollywood Bowl? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, the, the Hollywood Bowl, that was actually before. Eh? It was before. Yeah, that was when I oh was 17. Oh, my God. Okay, yeah. so, so it's backwards. So yeah. you started at the Hollywood Bowl, <laughs> and then you went to the street. That's yeah. just nuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that was, like, the first big gig I, I, I had music. And then I, I went to college. I, I didn't think I would do music. I mean, really? I, I studied psychology, and I thought, you know. I'm you need that in this business. <laughs> yeah, you do need it in the business. Um, but while I was at college, I, I started, um, you know, learning guitar and writing songs. And I just, I loved singing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was always told, like, well, you need to get a real job. You can't, like, do music for a living. You're not going to be able to you know make a living doing it and um i just i don't know i just i kept doing it because i i like had a lot of fun writing and i would um after i I graduated i i went to england and i i lived there for a couple years um and i met a producer and we worked on my music um and then i i started thinking like hey i could um i could do this you know i i recorded my original music and i started playing in venues um but nobody would show up (laughs) <laughs> oh the trouble in the beginning i would get like five <laughs> people showing up and and like and i came back to la and i i played in places like house of blues i played in like the key club and um you know like the places on the sunset strip mm-hmm. i played uh silver lake lounge and you know it was just it was hard to get people out and i felt like well i felt embarrassed calling myself a musician because like i wasn't making money mm-hmm. doing what I loved and I had like these songs and nobody was listening to them. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kind of just, I was about to quit and then I thought, you know, I should, I should do something differently. Where can I go uh, where I'm going to be heard? And I saw some people playing out in the Santa Monica promenade and I thought I could do that. Mm-hmm. I could, I could go out there. So um, I made a new year's resolution. This was like in 2014. I was like, okay, I'm going to, um, I'm going to, start from january 1st just busk on santa monica promenade and uh the first time i did it i made a hundred dollars and that's awesome i was like whoa this is so (laughs) cool this is the most money i've made from my music (laughs) that's great that's great so i I kept doing it and um i just i just thought okay well this is one way where i can um share my music with people and feel appreciated Mm -hmm. and I, i I stopped doing like the shows on the Sunset Strip. I stopped like selling tickets mm-hmm. to promoters. Like I, th- I think that's like a, a big deal in LA where, where you know you have a lot of like songwriters that really just want to play, but they don't really know um, how to start or um, where to build a fan base. Mm-hmm. And so you get promoters who are like, oh, I'll help promote you, but they don't actually do that. Right, you right. actually do all the promoting exactly. and then they pocket all the money. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Sell all the tickets. You, if you sell 50 tickets, we'll give you 15 minutes on the stage. Exactly. <laughs> oh, this is so great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a privilege to play in some of these venues. Right. Oh my. Well, and then they throw your gear on the street afterwards. I'll never forget that <laughs> at the whiskey. I played this sh- to a packed house, and then I'm looking for all my gear, and it's on the sidewalk. Oh, and my I'm God. Like, okay, this is how you operate. 
I, I'm done with the strip. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. we love the whiskey, but, you know, if you're not a star, you know, you need to, you know, you have to pay your dues and, and your gear will be on the sidewalk. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. So busking, how many days a week did you do that? Were you out there like every day? Did you set hours? How does that work? You know, I'm I'm doing it less and less, to be honest. Okay, okay. Um, I'm kind of like moving on to like, more gigs and like um i play in like a lot of hotels and and Mm -hmm. restaurants and doing collaborations like co-writes but i still go out in the street and when i first started i would go out um you know four or five days a week i treated it like a a full-time job oh that's awesome i go out to the promenade um i'd set up i go um like either in the morning or um like like on the weekend there's like specific times of day to go like that are good like i would find that like sunday mornings were good um or like Thursday, Friday evenings, um, anytime where like people are getting off work. Mm-hmm. And I would do uh, two sets. The slots on the promenade are, um, they're two hours long. Okay. And so you have to show up like 15 minutes before you start and it's like first come first serve. So if you oh, interesting. Um, don't get there in time, like somebody else could just take the spot. Um, so you after you finish your two hour set you have to move 150 feet away from uh where you first set up uh-huh. um and there's designated spots to give you a map when you when you get your permit to play out there they give yeah. you a map where you can set up and play um you can also play on the pier so like i was doing that a lot last year i i, I first started with the promenade and then i went to the pier um and then i i started going to different places in la like i noticed that uh you know, there's a, a lot of people playing out on the promenade, I, I think because it's very touristy mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of foot traffic there. But, um, you know, I, I started going to different farmers markets in L.A., like the Topanga Vintage Market, uh, Melrose Trading Post, um, like uh, Altadena, uh, Monrovia. Um, I just I don't know. I, I did a lot of research online. I was yeah. like, where, where, where else can I, I busk in L.A. Um, that's different from the promenade? And so I I, I still do this. I, I kind of book it in advance I, I tell the market manager like hey can I uh play on this specific date and um yeah treat it like I treat it like a job basically I, I love my that. hours and I, I I play for you know a spe- specific amount of time I I take the time to drive to the gig um it kind of like busking for me kind of uh set up um a way for me to become like like an independent um I guess contractor, independent, like uh, entertainer, where like I I had a certain amount of hours I would work a day, and I'd figure out what my expenses were, and like I'd have a strategy. I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna sell um, this amount of CDs a day, or make this amount of of tips, and I'll stay in one spot until I make a certain amount of money. Uh, that's that's kind of like how I treated it. But yeah, I I I started out doing you know four or five days, um, and then I just from from busking i started getting booked for like better gigs Mm. um booked for private events uh just corporate events as well you know people passing by um on the promenade or or at these markets they'll they'll see me they'll say hey do you want to play for um my kid's birthday party Mm. and that's just like an another way to get to know people and get your name out there um so yeah, I, I I just I do a lot of private events now actually. And I love that yeah. because you know you don't really think about that as you're walking along the promenade, and I have to say there's incredible music that you hear on the promenade or you know you hear downtown now as well because I've been going down there l- lately. You hear these amazing musicians, but you never think about 
the end game that yeah. this could turn into something bigger yeah so you're really like promoting yourself you're getting paid to promote yourself yeah and you know people are hearing your music and buying it and, and that's just really great yeah and i love that not only have you done this but you also wrote a book about it stories from the street which <laughs> is <laughs> available you guys need to check this out you know where you talk about like you know what you learned on the street and you know how other people can can do this as well yeah you know so what made you decide to to do the book was it just to share was it just um uh a little bit of all of the above okay so originally i i did a kickstarter um for my my ep Dreamcatcher. okay um and one of the rewards was like a 10 page uh storybook just you know for one of my my fans um that had had donated towards the making of the cd and I sat down at my computer one day and I just started writing and I, I just couldn't stop writing. I <laughs> had so it. much to it. say. And so I, I was like, oh, this is 20 pages long, 30 pages. Oh, wow, there's like 60 pages here <laughs> and then 80 pages. And then I had like all these pictures and I thought, you know, I should I should share this with people because I, I feel like this could be like really inspiring mm -hmm. and really helpful to other people. Um, and I, I was always, I thought about writing a book, like a how-to for like street performance and mm -hmm. busking, but I, I feel like everybody's experience is different. And I, I thought what was really valuable is just sharing my specific experiences um, and what I, I learned from that. Um, because it's not just about like the type of gear that you should buy. Mm -hmm. It's not just about, you know, strategies to make the most amount of money. Like for me, like I learned a lot um, about just like how to be a good person, you know, yeah. how to, um, you know, make connections with people. And, you know, like some of the things like there's, I put a story in there about, um, I was in Burbank and um, there was a woman that came by and, and she was homeless and she was like, oh, she put money in my, my bucket. And I, I felt like, I felt bad because I was like, well, she doesn't have any money. Why is she giving me money when she doesn't have anything and I just felt like okay she wanted to thank me because she was able to get to sleep at night she couldn't sleep at all and that all I had to do was sing like I I gave her the money back I said you need this more than me I can't I can't take this from you and and the next day she put the money back in my <laughs> pocket <laughs> she's like no take this you know and it made me think you know it, I, it, sometimes it's not about money. Sometimes people just really want to have a connection. They really just want to feel loved. And for her, like when she heard me singing, like she just felt like just she could go to sleep and felt like safe and like a place where she could just, you know, feel safe. Um, so I, I, I put that in there. The, the other stuff that I've learned um, about music, you know, just standing up for yourself. I think yes. like you know, as a, a female musician or just, you know, as a musician in general, um, we get walked over a lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, like I was mentioning before, like the promoters in the clubs, mm -hmm. like making, making musicians feel like, you know, it's a privilege to play in their clubs. You know, you have to know um, when is a good deal and when one isn't. And you have to know what you want. Um, and I think it's it's really important, um, like, to know, you know, sometimes you're going to have gigs where it's, you're not going to get paid, but then there's other um, perks that you get out of it, like, you know, 
you're going to meet important people mm-hmm. or maybe there's photos or video content or maybe there's an opportunity to collaborate like like open mics for example like i i know a lot of people go to open mics and sometimes they treat it like a like a talent show like right, who's the right. best person exactly <laughs> and really like the point of an open mic is to like network with all the people right. around you um maybe you want to write from that um but like st- stuff like that I, I put in the book um the i had an experience at a market where like i i thought i couldn't play there mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um i showed up like it was funny because there was i was playing at the kaiser permanente farmers market and um one of the vendors was like oh you should play at the hollywood farmers market they would really like you over there and so i show up and i talked to the market manager and she's like no you can't you can't play and i had brought all my stuff with me i i brought this cart full of like all my gear Mm -hmm. dragged it along she just says no no amplification and we already have performers and i'm just like okay i'm gonna go to my car and go home (laughs) (laughs) and then i i just i don't know i i kind of just thought no i'll just find a spot and just act like i know what i'm doing and and just set up and I I just I like talk to the the guy this guy like sells carrots yeah <laughs> <laughs> he sells like vegetables and I was I talked his name is Eddie and I was like Eddie she won't let me play and and he's like no you should just set up in that spot over there uh-huh. and just play and I'm like okay so I I set up and and she walks by and she's like oh yeah you sound really good <laughs> and I'm like <laughs> wait what were you thinking <laughs> you just said no and now you're like applauding and putting money in my bucket i know (laughs) so then it becomes more than just like playing the music i think i feel like that experience for me was about standing up for myself and you know me writing about that in that book like i hope that like inspires other people like if you ever get in a situation where you're like told that you can't play or you're told that you can't do something there's always a way around it you know there's always Absolutely. a way around it. There's always another solution. And I, I feel like, you know, the the book is about like, you know, really like going for your dreams and not giving up and finding a way just to like share. Like when I started playing out in the street, like I really just wanted to sing. I just mm-hmm. wanted a place where I could share my music and um, be heard by people. And um, that's why I, I kept doing it. And I, I think that, you know, people people will read this or people people come up to me and they're like okay so i should street perform like i i tell them like well no like you need to find like your own path and i i think that's so important in the music industry today um finding things that you're passionate about and finding places where there's a need for music Mm -hmm. like i started on the promenade but i was like there's so many performers here like why should i yeah why should i be just one out of all these different people where are there places in la that really need music and so i you know i think about what about schools like mm-hmm. what about um you know com- like communities where there's events but there's no music there you know like these right. street fairs and markets what about um you know community center like there's just old folks homes you know right. like it's right it's endless it's endless you know and and you're just touching on such a great point because yeah. a lot of people, you know, when I talk to them, they're like, oh, I can't find any gigs. And I'm like, there's gigs everywhere. There's gigs everywhere. Mm-hmm. Y- you know, there's a gig here. There's a gig over in the corner. There's a gig. Like you said, there's so many different events. There's, you know, wine tastings. There's art galleries. Yeah. There's, art galleries, yeah. you know, private events. There's, you know, alumni clubs. There's, you know, it's endless. So if you want to perform, 
you know, like Katie's saying, like, just find your, your path and go for it yeah. because there's so many avenues. Yeah. And thank you so much for writing this book. This is so great. <laughs> this is so great. And I just love the image on it as well. Uh, you guys, you got to go get it. It's tell us the link where we can get the book. It's Lulu. Um, it's Lulu.com yes. slash spotlight slash stories from the street. So Lulu.com is uh, a distributor. They, they yes. publish um, independent uh, authors. Um, they're kind of like the CD baby of, um, yes. of authors. <laughs> <laughs> like I come from like a music world. And so when I found out about that website, I was like, oh, that's so cool. I didn't know that like you, you didn't, I don't have a publisher. Like I mm -hmm. self-published that book through Beautiful. their website. So they're um, distributing my book. If you'd like a copy, again, that's um, uh, lulu.com, L-U-L-U.com, slash spotlight, slash stories from the streets. And there's two different copies of the book. There's um, a color copy and then a black and white one. Um, the color one's a little bit more money because it's, it's <laughs> more to print. And there's also an ebook. So if you don't Ooh, have nice. a lot of money, you know, an ebook's only 10 bucks and you can read that on your iPhone. Exactly. Yeah. And if you guys sign up on guitargoddess.com in our newsletter, we are going to be giving one away. Yeah. So make sure you sign up uh, on our newsletter and you can get a chance to win one. But if you don't win it, make sure you go and buy it. This is really awesome and you should have it. It just has such great information. Now, I want to switch to your music. Yeah. You have a new project. It's called Dreamcatcher. Yeah. And we're going to hear um, one of the songs right now from Dreamcatcher. We're going to hear... Uh, jackets tell us a little bit about that song so jackets uh is a song i actually started it uh when i was in college and i brought it back um recently uh when i was making the cd because I've, I've written so many songs and i i, I just thought like actually this is a, a good song i really like the guitar hook on it um and i i like the concept behind it like i i was in a situation where I had to choose between, you know, being in a relationship and going for my my career and it kind of it's kind of about that conflict um and you know, I I just I don't know. I I I think you guys will like it. Awesome. <laughs> All right. So, we are about to listen to Jackets. Yeah.
was awesome. Thank you. Wow. That, that was like, I love it. It's like I just saw myself like cruising down like, <laughs> like PCH and like wind in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Thank it was you. Great. And I love the, the lyrics as well. Thank you. Yeah, it was very personal. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you don't think about an article of clothing. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to keep your jacket, just all the energy of that. Yeah. Woo. That's good stuff. That's good stuff. <laughs> so I want to talk a little bit about um, music business. Yeah. You know, marketing yourself as an independent artist. We talked about, you know, busking. Um, you know, we talked a little bit about open mics and things. What are some other things that you do to promote yourself? Are you using social media? And how has that affected your fan base growing? What have you? Yeah, I, um, I'm quite a, a avid user of, <laughs> of social media <laughs> I'm, I'm on facebook all the time i'm on yeah. instagram um i'm on youtube um uh periscope um i use my email list a lot mm -hmm. um i i really like using social media to uh tell my story mm -hmm. um i think like there's a downside to like i I love being on it, but I hate it because I like I want to have a life. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and part of myself is like, okay, I just tell myself, you know, you need to post once a day, and here mm -hmm. are the things that you need to post, and then you get it done, and um, you do it. And I, I just I love having the uh, ability to um, control like who I connect with, mm -hmm. and and you know, because I'm not with a label like. Mm -hmm. I'm able to promote myself and really reach um, the audiences that uh, I'd like to connect with. Like nobody's telling me like nobody's in charge of my music. Right. I am. Um, so, you know, I like Instagram because I can post like where I played that day or what I'm doing. Like today I just posted I'm like I'm on L.A. Talk yeah, Radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <it's awesome. laughs> and then everybody gets updated who's following me. Um, and then I, I really like, um, you know, Facebook and Periscope because you can live stream mm -hmm. on there um, and the live streaming it it really helps connect with fans on a more like personal level because mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um, opposed to a picture uh like people can ask you questions like you can play music you can play like um you know concerts online for people mm -hmm. um youtube's also really great uh for just you know if you're you're booking shows mm -hmm. um something i've noticed is is if you you know put your videos up that uh show samples of of what you can do for uh, a performance you know uh or it's also a really great way just to put your record record up and have people listen spotify as mm -hmm. well i mean there's there's so many uh avenues that i i like using on social media um but i i'd also don't want to forget like my email list like, yes um that's key you know a lot of people <laughs> think that um you know your social media is the most important thing and it's actually pretty funny because i i have i don't know if you know ari herstan yes of course yeah ari herstan <laughs> has this this book yes. um how to make it a new music business uh -huh. and i i love his book um and he says uh that actually your your social media uh the fans on social media it's like you're renting yes. but like if you have somebody's email address you own them <laughs> <laughs> it's true you know i always say about Social media, social media to me is like dating. 
you know <laughs> it's it's like you know swipe left swipe right you know but then when someone gets on your list yeah. you know then you're actually in a relationship whereas yeah. on social it's kind of out there and yeah <laughs> well, it's, it's it's funny because um you know there's a lot of people who follow on social media yes. but they might not actually like what you're doing they're exactly. just trying to see what you're up to <laughs> whereas if someone like subscribes to your email list it's like they they want to know they want to come to your shows yes. they want to buy whatever you're offering to them you know i i think that's another thing uh, that i i wasn't very good at before was just you know my newsletters mm-hmm. i would just i would send them out but like uh, people wouldn't read them because i didn't have anything interesting to say so I, I think you know once you have somebody's email you know do something different that you're not doing on the social media send them something and send them something for free you know Absolutely. That's, that's always good um so yeah I, I i say more more than social media like focus on your email list Amen. I've been preaching that for years. Like yeah. your email list is your ATM machine. It's <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, it's your, you know, those are the people who are really interested. You know, they're going to follow you around and, and want to partake in, in your journey. So yeah. that's pretty cool. And have you found that you've gotten a lot of people from social onto your newsletter list? Or are you finding that more people sign up to your newsletter list when you're performing? Uh... From performances, um, but also from live streams or anytime I sell something online, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity for someone to sign up. Um, like, you know, if if people buy your CD off your website mm-hmm. and they purchase it like on PayPal, for example, like the person has an email address, you just send them an email, say, hey, would you like to be added to my email address? And I, I think also like that one-to-one connection is really important. Absolutely. Instead of like, there's a lot of companies out there that will spam you with oh, right? material once you buy something from them. I think it's really important just to like, you know, follow up with people mm-hmm. or, or like say somebody does add you on, on social media, like just th- those one-to-one messages of, hey, thanks for following me uh nice to meet you um here's some free music or here's like a sticker or something you know just to say thank you i i think you know people really value uh that one-to-one connection because they're not just like another email that's to to your list or another person that's added to your your fan base absolutely i think on social media it's all about the dms Mm -hmm. you know and really connecting to people through them i've been amazed at how my business has shifted uh, just by working those DMs. Yeah. You yeah. know, do you have a platform that you find is more successful than others as far as engaging your fans? Um, well, I'm kind of old school. <laughs> so <laughs> I like Facebook. Like, okay. I know, like, a lot of young people are like, oh, it's all about Snapchat and Instagram. <laughs> like, I just love Facebook. Cause it's like the, the new, like, LinkedIn, I feel yeah. like. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> um, it just, it works really well, I think, because I've been on it so long mm-hmm. that people just know who I am. Um, that, and, and I really like, um, you know, Periscope and, and the live, um, being able to, to talk to people, um, you know, through the live streaming app Mm -hmm. because it's, it's, it's so personal and, and I can really get to know people. Absolutely. No, that's great. That's great. You know, and, and also I just want to ask you, like, as you're out busking, you're saying you're meeting all kinds of people. Have you gotten any opportunities with other musicians where they've said, hey, I love your music, I want to co-write with you, yeah. or I want to, you, you're seeing that as well. Yeah, yeah. I, I get that a lot, you know, I've, I've met a lot of music, like my friend um, Joachim, he, he's a guy from Seattle, like mm-hmm. the first time I, I was, in, well not the first time, but when I was uh, in the prom a couple years ago, um, he was just wandering by, yeah. and he says, oh, I really like your music, and and 
we start talking he's like i'm from seattle but i'm gonna be in la for a little bit and and um yeah we i like recommended a gig to him and then we've kept in contact and he's like yeah i want to write with you he's yeah so every time i i go up uh and travel like i i it's it's interesting because i meet musicians through performing outdoors mm-hmm. and then i can go you know write with them if i travel to you know their state or yeah. to their country or whatever um you know people in la like i've i've set up a lot of like co-writing sessions with people like um there's a a, a woman actually i didn't meet her out in the street but um when i was uh in italy i i joined it was a facebook group uh-huh. Um, and it was, it was a songwriting Facebook group and she saw that I was a street performer. It's, her name is June Caravel and, um, she performs in Paris. So she's a, a street performer there. Cool. And, um, we started talking about that. We, we were bonding ab- about that. And then she said, Oh, like, let's co-write a song. And while I was in Italy, um, over the summer, I was playing at a festival there. Um, I was in my hotel room and I, I had this like chorus melody, and I, I was like, oh, it'd be nice to like finish this with someone. So mm. I, I hit her up. I, I, I messaged her and she's like, hey, let's Skype. And mm. we like finished the song together. I'm like, I can't believe like I just like wrote a song with another busker <laughs> like over the Internet. And now I'm just going to go out and play it. And I like made a video and put it on YouTube. And then all these people heard it. Like it was it was just really cool that like it happened so quickly. And it was just it's all through like finding like that one thing in common. You know, like mm. we both like playing out in the street and yeah. And we made new music. <laughs> and I love that, and that you did it over Skype. Yeah. I have a funny story. I met a guy, he was playing violin at the promenade. And um, I gave him my card. I put my card in his, his little bucket and money, of course. And he reached out to me, and he was visiting from <laughs> South Africa. Wow. And I was like, I'd love for you to play violin, you know, yeah. on one of my. So he sent me the track. Wow. Like I sent him the track and then he sent me back his violin part. And I'm just like, this is so cool that I'm like making music with someone who lives in South Africa. Yeah. That I just by chance, I had no idea yeah. that he lived there, but I just threw my card in there and in my money and boom. You wow. Know? <laughs> so it's really cool, you know, that we're able to do that now. We weren't really able to do it so successfully yeah. a few years back i like you know all the connections that i've made with people from different countries like i mm-hmm. i think that that's like um something really like interesting about the um street music community and mm-hmm. that like it's not just one type of music i mean th- there's people who perform and they, they play african drums mm-hmm. or like uh flute or um you know harp or like there's just like weird stuff yeah, out in the yeah. street. <laughs> there is, there is. <laughs> I love it though. It's very cultural. Right. Yeah. I love it because, you know, people aren't going to the theater. They're not going out to hear music in this country the way that we used to. Yeah. So at least they're getting some of it, you know, on the street, you yeah. know, and I so appreciate that. You know, and I also wonder, like, I'm going to ask you a personal question. As a woman, did you feel safe? <laughs> <laughs> do I feel safe when, yeah, when do I you perform? feel safe when you're on the street perform i do feel safe okay. like i don't feel like i'm like in any danger i think i think i get annoyed at like yeah all the the guys that hit on me and yeah. i'll post about <laughs> I, like i posted the other day on fa- i was like oh this guy came up to me and he's making kissy faces and oh like, my gosh i just and i blew up at him and then someone was like you know i'm really worried about you you shouldn't you shouldn't do that and like they were right you know like i i could have handled that a little bit you know i shouldn't have gotten angry i think that's the hard thing as a woman it's it's like I, I want to be treated with a lot of respect. Absolutely. And, you know, I just, 
it's hard not to get emotionally <laughs> have an emotional reaction to somebody you know when it happens a lot um i think you know just knowing how to respond is the best and but but also like I do like to publicize when it happens. Like if somebody comes up to me and they're behaving inappropriately, mm-hmm. like I think that does need to be, um, uh, it should be told. It should be, um, people should be aware of it. That's Absolutely. what I'm trying to say. Absolutely. Um, because like, yeah, it is, it is, I don't feel like I'm in any danger, but mm-hmm. I also, I, I think women deserve a lot of respect. Mm-hmm. And just because, you know, I'm, I am playing outdoors. It doesn't mean that like, you know, people can, interrupt me while I'm singing or like touch my body, you know, mm-hmm. like I, no, right. no, yeah. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely <laughs> no. not. <laughs> but that doesn't happen all the time when I'm okay. playing it. That doesn't. And, um, I, I meet a lot of just actually, you know, amazing people. I meet mm-hmm. a lot like families, like yeah. they, they come out and they bring their kids and the kids like, they're like, I want to be like that when I grow up, I want to play guitar or they, you know, it's beautiful. they, they, they really look up to mm-hmm. people playing out, out in the street. Um, I, I meet a lot of, um, you know, just sometimes just lonely people. Like mm-hmm. they just, if I can brighten their day, like I really just done my job as a musician. You know, I, I think with any job, there's going to be like pros and cons yes. of, of it. It's just, you know, how you react and, um, you know, just staying positive. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and you have a song called when stars collide, <laughs> which is kind of, yeah. you know, what we're talking about right now. Yeah. Can you tell us a little bit about that song before we <laughs> <laughs> set us up? Yeah, so I, I like to write a lot about relationships. I think, um, I think most women do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. relationships. Uh, that song is about, um, you know, when you're not able to be with somebody, uh, but you really just want the best for them. Mm-hmm. And y- you just, um, it's like someone that you have this like strong attraction to, but like, you know, it's not going to work out. And this is like me just saying, you know, I, I, I hope everything is the best for you and um, good luck. <laughs> Beautiful. All yeah. right. When Stars Collide by Katie Ferrara. Yeah.
that was beautiful as well. Thank and you. I love the guitar work on that. Thank you. Yeah, what kind of guitar do you play? Um, I have a Martin. Okay. Yeah. And do you like the, do you play mostly acoustic, I meant to ask? Uh, yeah, I play mostly acoustic guitar. Uh, I have a Gretsch guitar. I have okay. a um, 5120. I'm actually, well, I'm going to be switching to a, a Telecaster. Oh, all right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I play a little bit of electric guitar, um, but mostly acoustic guitar. Okay. Um, I Yeah, I love my Martin. I have a Seagull guitar. Um, and uh, I think my favorite guitars, well, I like Martin and I like Gibson. Those are two, two of my favorite brands. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. do you, do you um, play multiple guitars when you're in studio? Yeah, just depending on the song, yeah. you know, like what it needs. Mm -hmm. um, if I want a little bit more low end, you yeah. know, I might play something with a bigger body. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, just depends on the song. Yeah. And yeah. what about pedals? Do you use any pedals? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All about the pedals. So yeah. tell, tell us what kind of pedals you're enjoying. Um, okay. So I've got um, two pedals I really like. Uh, one is, is a vocal effects pedal. Okay. Uh, it's the TC Helicon Play Acoustic. Um, it's uh, a harmonizer pedal and a looper. Yes. So um, it's really cool because uh, it reads the chords on your guitar um, and it comes up with the best harmony for your vocal. And you can do like a higher harmony or a lower harmony. You can uh, add echo or like just add some cool effects on your voice. There's all these different settings that you can add depending on the, the song you'd like. And you can program it for yeah. each song. So if, say you want like a high harmony uh, on one chorus, you could do a lower one on another one. Um, and then also like loop stuff. Um, I, I love that. Like if I'm playing solo, like, mm -hmm. and I need a beat, I'll sometimes yeah. like, I'll hit the guitar and I'll do like a cool, like, like drumming pattern. Uh -huh. um, just, you know, to make it a little bit more dy dynamic while I'm playing uh, solo. Uh, the other pedal I have, it's called the Beat Buddy. Um, and I just, I, I was in uh, a little ad uh, recently, I, they, they they flew me out to Florida, oh. and um, I, I helped with this promo video um, uh, for the pedal. Um, and uh, what's really cool about it is that it it's all it's uh, electronic beats, and it's it's for people that like to um, play on their own. Mm -hmm. So say, like I use it a lot for practicing guitar, mm -hmm. um, and I also use it like for covers and stuff. Uh, they've got like cajon, they've got uh, like funk and rock beats that got um so many different types yeah. of beats that y you can use and you, you can actually program them yourself um so i i love it like it's a songwriting tool um to practice with um i've taken it out in the street a couple times yeah. uh it it's complicated because I, ha I have like a battery a specific battery that i use i've got like a couple lithium batteries that i have to like hook up to each pedal um but yeah i i, I love integrating those with you know my sets yeah yeah. So tell us about your street setup. What is your setup when you're on the street? Um, so yeah, my, my set, I always have a sign. I think that's really important to have mm -hmm. uh, so people can find you online and they know who you are. Um, I've got my amp, a uh, couple amps that I use. I've, I've got a, a crate limo and I've got uh, the Mackie free play. Okay. And um, I have like my mic, um, I have my pedals, mm -hmm. I have uh, guitar. Sometimes I bring out a ukulele if I want to switch things up a little bit. Um, I have um, like a tip jar mm -hmm. for people to give me tips. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have my CDs. Um, and depending where I go, you know, I might bring uh, merch. It just, 
you have to be careful um, about that because in some places you're not supposed to sell on oh, the street. Oh, interesting. Okay. But if some somebody wants to give you a tip, you can give it away. Mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. fine. Um, yeah, I, I bring uh, and then something for free, like a sticker mm-hmm. or um, I'll bring my mailing list, something like that. Nice. Yeah. And what is your set or I'm sorry, what is your setup when you're performing a gig? How does it differ from your street setup? Um, when I'm performing a gig, well, I don't have like all my stuff on the stage with me. There's like, if I'm playing a gig, there's usually an area where you can put, um, your, your merch Uh and, um, you know, your mailing list and all that stuff, uh, on, on a stage. Uh, I mean, usually the venue has all the equipment there when I'm, when I'm playing on the street, I kind of have to bring any decorations. Like Uh sometimes I'll bring like a rug with me or flowers or just stuff to make it like more homey looking. Uh Um, but on a, on a stage, like everything is pretty much there and the lighting's all um, accounted for. Uh, I think I think I dress up a little bit more when I'm in a venue mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as opposed to out in the street. Um, and do you use different pedals on the street versus when you're performing in a venue? I use the same one. The same one. Yeah. OK. OK. Cool. Yeah. The street's kind of like practice for when yeah. I have like a gig in a venue. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's cool to know. Like, I always wonder about that because I see there's different people set up on the street, and I wonder, do they take that same kit to the stage? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, and you mentioned earlier that you were doing an ad for uh, Beat Buddy, and you also did an event, a contest for... Oh, it was Toyota. Toyota, yeah. yeah. Tell us about that. How did that come to be? Did they find you? Did you find them? Like, how did that whole thing come about? Um, That was a contest. um, They usually do it every year. Mm -hmm. It's called Feeling the Streets. And uh, it's a global search for uh, the best street musicians. Um, I was in season one. And uh, we had uh, performers from Spain, Colombia, Belgium, um, Scotland, and then... uh, Los Angeles, USA. Um, we were all flown out to New Zealand, and we played at a, a winter festival in Queenstown. We all, we all had to collaborate with each other. We're, we're all used to playing on our own. Yeah. So we were basically thrown together in a bunch of uh, Toyota uh, vans and <laughs> um, <laughs> driven around the country. And as we were driving around uh, and stopping in these beautiful places, we had to uh, come up with songs to play at the festival. So we uh, came up with a song. Um, it was on the road, and uh, uh, another one. It was like a reggae one. It was, it, yeah, it's, it's been like two years oh since. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, we came up with those, and we got to perform them live at the the festival. And I, I still keep in contact with some of the people in the band. Um, I saw I saw Borja um, and his girlfriend Suzanne. I saw them in in Italy. Um, this summer, and then I, I went up and saw Wojtek. He was the bass player. Mm-hmm. He's in Scotland. Um, I still keep in touch with Andrew and then some of the other guys. Um, yeah, I say hi to them on Facebook, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I love that. Yeah. And one question that people always want to know, how do you balance everything as an independent musician? You know, you have to practice, you have to write music, you have to promote, you have to perform. How do you balance it all <laughs> <laughs> you know that's a really good question uh i've had my ups and downs with balancing my life you know i 
I was talking to my my aunt the other week and she was like, you know, like you need to have time to relax. Like you don't relax. So I bought Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm going to relax by watching movies about music. (laughs) I know. I just, you know, I, I think I try and do a lot of different things. Having, you know, not spending too much time on one thing and just, you know, yeah, knowing how to balance your time is is really important Mm -hmm. because there's so many different aspects there's the social media part which you can get lost in you can spend Mm -hmm. hours and hours online down the rabbit hole you know um (laughs) and then like making sure you have time to practice too like i wasn't practicing um a lot like in the last few weeks I, i would like practice by going to the gig yeah and I was like, no, no, I should be practicing before. So, you know, I, I think it's something that I'm working on. Mm-hmm. I don't think I'm like the, the best. I'm not not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I do have like, I schedule everything. I have a calendar. Yeah. Um, and then every day of the week, I write down what I'm going to be doing. Yeah. Um, and then I just try and um, get everything, everything done within a reasonable amount of time and, and also take time off for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, that's that's all you can really do. Because I, I think a lot of creativity comes from the times when you're not working, when Absolutely. you're not doing the business side. So you also have to make sure that you're watching Netflix. <laughs> yes, I love that. <laughs> I love that that was, that was your go-to, like Netflix. Okay, and I'll do that. <laughs> or going to the park or going to the beach, yeah. going on hikes, getting a massage. Massage, my favorite. Self-love, <laughs> yes. you know, like practice self-love. I think that's very, very, very important. Absolutely. (laughs) Thank you so much. You know, this has been an incredible interview. You've shared so much and I'm just so grateful that you came to spend time with us. If you could just tell everybody how they can stay connected to you, let us know your website and where we can find you on social. Yeah. So my website is katieferrara.com. Katie is spelled K-A-T-I-E and Ferrara is spelled F for Frank, E-R-R-A-R-A.com. Uh, my social media, I'm on Facebook at Katie Ferrara Music, Instagram at Katie Ferrara Music, Periscope at Katie Ferrara, Twitter Katie Ferrara. I'm on YouTube as well. Um, yeah, find me online. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming. Thank and you. you guys, you know, please make sure you go and, and follow Katie. She's doing some incredible work both on the street and on the stage. You know, she has great information in her book, Stories from the Street. Make sure you pick it up. And also register to win at guitargoddess.com. Also, her latest CD is The Dreamcatcher, which you heard two tracks from today. And then her previous collection was live from Hotel Cafe. Now, we didn't get to hear that today, but you'll get to hear it on the playlist for the week. So that'll be sent out on the newsletter. So make sure you sign up at guitargoddess.com. And if you want to stay connected to us, you can find us on social everywhere. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat at Guitar Goddess Co. And that's our show for this week. Thank you so much. Thank you. All right. We'll see you guys next week. Until then, keep rocking. <laughs> You're listening to Guitar Goddess Radio with Azina only on LA Talk Radio.